Welcome to My Business Guide, where we believe that running a small business should be simple and enjoyable. Each episode will give you fresh ideas and clear steps that you can take to grow your business and succeed. I'm Lockie, your guide, and today we're talking about the five steps to running a great meeting. Meetings are broken, writes Amy Bonsall in the Harvard Business Review, and they're only getting worse since the pandemic. I agree with Amy here. In Australia, service-based businesses have been in a productivity decline in recent years, and technology, which was supposed to help increase productivity, sometimes has the opposite effect. For example, Zoom has increased the quantity of video meetings. In fact, the number of Zoom meeting participants has increased 20-fold since the pandemic. But it hasn't improved the quality of our meetings, in the same way that email hasn't really improved the quality of our communications. And we'll talk about emails and how to tame them in our next episode. All that to say, technology can be used to enhance or overwhelm a process. In the case of meetings, technology will not save us from ineffective meetings. We need to learn the skills of running a great meeting. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Running a small business, I don't have to convince you that meetings can chew up a lot of your time and your team members' time. When you think about it, meetings can be the most expensive activity to conduct in a service business. You're using the finite time of your team members on the clock all together in one place. And there's an opportunity cost to what else you could be doing with that time. And yet, we schedule and call meetings all the time, sometimes for no real purpose at all. And we wonder why productivity is declining. For the past 20 years, time spent in meetings has been increasing by 10% annually. And that's compounding every year. And if that doesn't concern you, this will. Research by TeamStage, which interviews top executives and staff, found that 45% of meetings serve no purpose at all. 45%. That explains why 7 out of 10 employees feel that their time is being squandered in, you guessed it, meetings. Okay, so how do we fix meetings? Well, today I'm going to share with you five steps to running a great meeting. Ready? Number one is to define the purpose of the meeting. Most meetings are nothing more than updates on past activities. If you imagine a pie graph to represent where the time in a meeting is being allocated to, 80% of the pie is usually focused on past actions. 15% is current activities and only 5% usually goes towards future-oriented decisions. That's how most meetings are spent, which is a problem because you've likely called the meeting to solve future problems in order to grow. That's where a purpose statement is key. As the leader or organizer of a meeting, you can introduce a purpose statement and it concentrates the meeting onto a specific purpose. Imagine these two scenarios. Scenario A, everyone arrives at the weekly team meeting and the organizer starts off with saying something like, so how's everyone doing? Let's go around the room and give an update. You know how that meeting's going to play out. That meeting has now become an hour-long mashup of conversations with no agenda. You get to the end of the hour and the organizer realizes, oh, there's only five minutes left. 
So they quickly get to their original point and say something like, oh, hey, guys, we've got this problem we need to solve, but we're out of time. So let's continue this on email. And the problem never gets solved. Okay, so that's scenario A. It was a failed meeting turned into a social chit chat, which kind of reminds me of that coffee mug that prints out. This meeting could have been an email. (laughs) Okay, let's imagine a second scenario. Scenario B. Everyone arrives at the weekly team meeting on time. And after some light social interactions, the meeting officially starts with the organizer saying, thank you everyone for being here and on time. The purpose of today's meeting is to solve the delays in our upcoming product launch. We want to leave this meeting with a plan of action that gets the product timeline back on track and a list of improvements to our process. A moment of silence falls. What happens next? Everyone sits up straight. Mobile phones get switched to silent. And people lean in, ready to contribute. So what's changed? Same competent people, same meeting location, and same amount of time. The difference was a purpose statement. The next time you hold a meeting, try this. Write a short purpose statement in advance. Put it in the body of the email invitation, put it in the title, the meeting agenda notes, and say it right at the start of the meeting. And you will have a meeting that is focused and serves an important purpose. Okay, that's step one. Step two is to choose your attendees carefully. As I said earlier, video conferencing has made the number of participants per meeting explode in recent years. It's easier than ever for us just to hit a button on Teams or Zoom and summon everyone into a meeting. But be careful. The more participants, the more resources you're burning, and the less likely you are to actually achieve your desired outcome. Unless you're giving a company-wide update, to which you could just record a video, select your attendees very carefully. You might have heard of this one, Amazon's two pizza rule. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has this rule that no meeting should be so large that two pizzas can't feed the whole group. This is, of course, a shorthand method for ensuring that no one's ideas get drowned out in a big group, which is often the case. Team members held in silence because they don't have the opportunity to contribute, simply because it's just too many people in the room, or you, the leader, are not encouraging active participation. That creates frustration and a bad culture. So to have effective meetings, carefully select your attendees and invite everyone in the meeting to participate. Because they are here to contribute, not spectate. Because we're so used to attending so many meetings, perhaps as leaders we need to remind everyone from time to time that they are in this meeting for a purpose. You're calling them to the meeting because they have experience and ideas that can help solve the real problems at hand. I think in doing this, we'll break some of those old habits and mindsets that we've had towards meetings that we picked up in the recent years. Okay, number three, the third step is to establish the facts. Netflix is known for many things, but you might not know this. Netflix is actually known for changing the boardroom culture, and they've done that by creating narrative memos. Netflix has always had a disruptive and innovative culture, and that extends up to the boardroom in how they run meetings. Similar to Amazon, to help board members be more engaged with the company, executives prepare a memo four to five days in advance of a board meeting. This memo is to be written in a narrative style, outlining key facts and results from the past quarter, but also adding context beyond the numbers. As a result of this memo, Board members come ready to discuss the matters, 
being fully informed with time to process and form out their opinions on matters. You can use this strategy in your next meeting. Create a memo to establish the facts of the items that you want to discuss and send that memo out ahead of the meeting. Everyone who comes to the meeting should have read the memo in preparation. That way you can get straight to your agenda and not waste time debating or wondering what the facts of the issues are and spend more time actually discussing the solutions to the problems at hand. We'll be right back after this. As we've been learning today, meetings can be a real productivity killer. We just have way too many of them. And if they don't serve a purpose, they're just chewing up our time. Time that we could be spending on growing our business, or to be honest, getting some overdue rest. At Leader Guide, we offer one-on-one business coaching that guides you through a six-step plan to grow your business. One of these steps is to overhaul your operations department. And that's where we show you how to run your business with effective meetings. And the good news is you don't need a lot of them. There are only five types of meetings that you should be running. Most businesses can get away with three out of the five, but no more than five. If you're wondering, Lockie, what are these five meetings and can they replace the dozens of meetings that we're having all the time? Well, to find out, click on the link in the show notes or head to leaderguide.com.au forward slash meetings. That's leaderguide.com.au forward slash meetings. Step number four is to use a run sheet. Team Stage in their research found that creating a simple meeting agenda can reduce the meeting time by up to 80%. However, only 37% of meetings actually use an agenda. So hopefully by listening to this podcast and sharing it with all your friends in business, we can get that 37%, maybe up to 40 or 50%. I know, I know that's a hapless plug to get you to share the podcast. But truly, we need more organized meetings and it starts with you and your small business. It reminds me of this quote, you either run the day or the day runs you. It's a quote by Jim Rohn. A run sheet helps you run the meeting in a structured way so that it doesn't turn into chaos in the same way you'd plan your day. It also shows that you respect people's time because you put some intention into what time will be spent discussing or actioning certain items. When you use a run sheet, make sure you set your priorities at the top of that sheet because if you run out of time, you will need to cut off what's on the bottom of the list. You don't want your meetings to always be running over time. That, that creates a bad culture. So put your priorities at the top of the run sheet and get to them first. Okay, the last step. Step number five is to summarize the action items of the meeting. Once a meeting is done and hopefully someone was taking notes on what was decided or discussed, put together a note of the action items that need to be allocated and completed by a certain date, as well as any potential items to review in future meetings. Send this note out to the attendees and if you're using a project management tool, assign tasks to your team members. It's easy to go from meeting to meeting and you get to the end of the day and you think, oh, what are we doing? Who's doing what again? What do we discuss? We forget things. It's, it's going to happen. So set action items to clarify and confirm what actions will be taken as a result of the meeting that you've just had. And if there's no action items from the meeting, then you know, perhaps your meeting was just a, a social chit chat. <laughs> and look, that's okay if that's the purpose for the meeting. 
We need fun and social meetings throughout the year, so make sure you schedule those. But for most meetings, the purpose is to solve some kind of problem or accomplish something as a team. So post-meeting action items will help you do that. All right, there you go. Five steps to running a great meeting. Today's plan of action are these five steps. So let's run through them again. Step number one was to define the purpose of the meeting. If there's no purpose, you probably shouldn't be having a meeting. Maybe it could just be an email. Step number two was to choose your attendees carefully. Remember the two pizza rule. Step number three was to establish the facts with a memo before the meeting. Step number four is to use a run sheet so that you're allocating time and keeping the meeting agenda on track. Step number five is to summarize the action items after a meeting so that everyone knows what they need to do and by when. If you're looking for a book on this topic of running meetings, I highly suggest David Dodson's book, The Manager's Handbook. It's available on Amazon in hardback, it's worth the money, and it's easy to read. David inspired some of the ideas behind today's podcast. I'll add a link in the show notes. Well, thanks as always for listening to my business guide. In the next episode, we'll tackle taming another productivity killer, emails. Until then, have a great week.